Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome to Tuesday. Uh, it is Tuesday, November 21st. Uh, we This is the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. Um, so if that's what you intended to uh, listen to this morning or whenever, then you're in the right place. If you were looking for another podcast, well, hey, stick around, listen to this one, and then go find your other ones. So, it'll, it'll be quick. You, have, be, you know, just a couple minutes yeah, here. Yeah, just a couple then. minutes here. And, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Bible. And, and so maybe that's uh, something that you um, would find interesting. So anyways, we're, we're glad that you joined us whether it was intentionally or, or accidentally. Um, well, we, uh, again, my name is Steve, uh, and my my guest is my son, Drew, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation with John. On Tuesdays, we usually like to hear from our guests um, kind of a way that God's been working in their life, either originally or recently. So, Drew, do you have something that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, so uh, we talked about this a little bit in yesterday's episode, but uh, right now I'm kind of uh, I'm getting ready to move out to New York City, and that's that's been my plan uh, for, well, we just sort of recently decided that's the next practical step, but pursuing the, the dream of, of making music uh, as a career has been what I've been uh, kind of pursuing. And so right now, uh, I'm in this kind of holding pattern almost of, you know, I'm, I'm living back at home and uh, just trying to save up money and get ready for whatever is next. But uh, I think God is challenging me in this season because there's, I feel like he's called me to to make the jump and, and do these things. Uh, based on the the gifts that he's given me, uh, but right now it's like okay, just kind of kind of wait and uh, you know bide my time and, and get ready for that. So uh, so it almost feels like uh, in this this season he's challenging me to uh, to still find him in the waiting and in that mm-hmm. that time of like okay, it's you know it feels like this almost could be a throwaway six months or whatever okay, as right. far as like you know just sort of wait bide your time and then and then you know I'll have things for you, but. Um, he's been challenging me, challenging me to see what what he has for me even now in this time. So, uh, getting to spend a lot more time with family, uh, getting to connect with old church friends, uh, and uh, be with you guys here at VP. Uh, so it's been it's been a good good time. It's been challenging though, just to see like okay, well, you know, maybe this if this is just a waiting time, like maybe I don't have to you know pursue things in in uh, the way that maybe I would be called to otherwise. So it's just been kind of a challenging thing to work through that and see. Um, but still, still, still seek his face and to still pursue that. So yeah. it's been a good, good challenge. But good. Yeah. Good. So going back to what we talked about yesterday uh, with pruning, do you sense there's any type of pruning that God's uh, doing or needs to do in this um, waiting time? Yeah, I think, I think there always is. Uh, I think now it's uh, kind of the pruning of like the things, uh, how do I say this? Um, the... It, well, in this time of, of waiting, of he's kind of refining in me the you know uh, the skills to to you know be an independent arm of you know of what he has has for me uh, doing yeah. that as I go out, but also in this time of being able to connect in community. So um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird to like try and, and put words to that while I'm in it. I right, guess I don't sure, know if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's definitely there's there's been a lot of things where where I think he's been challenging me in that. Okay, so, yeah. good. Good. Yeah, sometimes we don't realize the work that God was doing in that waiting period until after. Right. And we say, oh, okay, now I understand why that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so ask me again in a year. And maybe yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
All right, well, we are going to read um, John 15, 18 through uh, 16, verse 4. Um, and Drew's going to read that for us in just a minute. But this is kind of picking up where we, where we left off yesterday. Yesterday, we were challenged to um, remain in Jesus, to remain in the vine. Um, and so now, Jesus, knowing what that entails, um, kind of lets us know uh, what happens when. Um, we remain in him and we reign in the vine. And it's not necessarily what we'd want, want um, but it's definitely what he's calling us to. So Drew's going to read uh, John 15, starting at verse 18 through chapter 16, verse 4. All right. Verse 18. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among them that no one else has done, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have, see, they have seen and hated both me and my father. But this happened so that, that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify about me. You also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the Father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. All right. So, not necessarily a pleasant picture. <laughs> um, what, what was your kind of thoughts on that, and especially what did we learn about Jesus or God in this passage? Yeah, so... The first thing that jumped out to me uh, was in verse 18, again, right at the beginning, uh, that uh, Jesus was hated by the world before the disciples were. Uh, and then in verse 23, it says that um, if they hate Jesus, then they hate the Father. Um, and so I find this interesting uh, because earlier in this same book, in the book of John, um, we see that God so loved the world first that he would send his only, only yeah. begotten son. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, you know, again, this is a time where Jesus is saying, hey, uh, you know, all these things happened to me first. And so because of that, because you are spreading my message, they're going to happen to you too. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that it's interesting. It's really cool to see the picture of, even though Jesus received that hate from the world, that he was still, he was still sending love out when he could have acted in condemnation or acted, you yeah. know, um, you know, rightfully so against, uh, and this is at, at the time that he's saying this, this is before, you know, he's been, um, before he's been hung on the cross and anything like that, but still, um, you know, he knew what was, what was to come. So, uh, seeing how he still loved the world and was still, uh, brought that, that salvation, uh, to them, uh, is, is a cool picture of that. Uh, and then later on, uh, seeing how the Holy Spirit, Spirit testifies about the Lord and is sent from the Father, uh, so again, there's this, this inner workings of the Trinity that, that we're seeing kind of, uh, brought together. So yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. What, what you said, um, about comparing to earlier, John, John three sixteen because when I read this, um, and I think maybe this is 
normally the, the general take of it is, okay, Jesus was persecuted. He's telling his disciples, you'll be persecuted too. So we should expect to be persecuted. Um, but then when you tied it into the fact that despite that, Jesus still did what he did, um, his sacrifice on the cross. He still loved people even though right. they hated him. And so then the next step for us is, though, yes, we will be persecuted, but we still need to love those who are persecuting us. So it kind of turns it from a, um, it's okay, things are going to be bad for you, it's okay, to, okay, despite that, you still need to do, you still need to show love. So I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of just shifted my mindset too. Um, And that, I think one of the other things that um, I think it's talked about here or maybe it's in tomorrow's, a lot of these passages go together, but, you know, Jesus was about to leave, um, and that's why he's now being more clear up front with his disciples. But he had to leave so the Holy Spirit could come. Um, and again, you talked about the kind of the inner workings of the Trinity, but, you know, I, I think the disciples would have loved for Jesus to stick around longer. Um, but Jesus knew that I have to go so the Holy Spirit can come. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit's what helps us remain in the vine. Yeah, definitely. And I know that's something that'll come up a little bit more in, in the next uh, passage tomorrow. But yeah, yeah that's uh, something I, I noticed. I was curious about it too. Like, you know, uh, where Jesus says that I have to go away um, before, like the Holy Spirit won't come if I don't go away. So uh, yeah. that was something that, that piqued my curiosity as I was reading it the first time. But uh, yeah, but it's, I think with the, you know, thinking about like the disciples and, and how they were persecuted. It's, I think sometimes it's easy to read uh, or when we, when we read the passage like this and you read the word you, you immediately think, oh, you miss me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think, in, and we see later in, in chapter 17, some spots where it's, you see kind of the flowings from the disciples to later believers. So yeah, um, yeah sometimes I don't, I don't always know if it's um, like where to, when I see you, Oh, does that mean the disciples that he's talking to, or does sure. that mean I can take that as a prescriptive view, like I'm talking about me? Um, because you know, relative to the persecution that the disciples faced, I, you know, I haven't experienced anything like that in my life, and I don't imagine that most people in our our current context have, or as far as like you know, in the first world American church. Right. Um, but uh, that's not to say that there's not you know you don't face uh, still uh, just different things that bring up hardships, you know, based on you know, having faith in Jesus. So it's still, there's obviously still a lot of great things to take away from it. But yeah. um, that's always something that I'm, you know, I see, see people take that and run with it. of like, oh, we'll be persecuted. And sometimes that, you know, that that just kind of can look different in, in our context versus what it would have for the disciples. So um, just yeah. kind of a, a thing to think about with that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. Um Uh, Where I work uh, at school, we have um, a Mandarin immersion program. So a lot of our Mandarin teachers are uh, from China or Taiwan, that region. And so, um, you know, they're in a place where they are from a place where definitely it was illegal to be Christians. And there was persecution, more like maybe what the disciples. So, um, yeah, I I haven't heard, talked to them much about that. But it'd be interesting to sit down with them and say, okay, tell me about what this truly is like, Um, you know, the, the church in China. So, yeah. Um, one, uh, one, one side note, well, let me actually, let me ask you this before I go down that rabbit trail. Um, so what does this tell you about humans? Uh, yeah. So this, I think this text had a lot, uh, where Jesus is talking about, you know, us, what his disciples or, you know, uh, the, the church <clears throat> in general. Um, one thing that was cool is that we are, uh, they were chosen out of the world. Um, so uh, this is again, when he's talking to the disciples in, in verse 19, 
Uh, it says, but I have chosen you out of the world and that's why the world hates you. So um, it's cool to see, again, thinking about the us being the, ran- the branches off of Jesus' vine that, that he, he chose uh, each of his disciples for a reason and then knew wh- where that would lead uh, and, and trusted them to bring that message to, to the masses and to the people that they would uh, talk to. So that was um, something cool that, that Jesus trusts humans to, to be part of that. Um, trust us as humans to, to do that. Um, also, we see in uh, in verse twenty four that um, we don't like to be called out, really. So uh, Jesus says that um, he was he he was telling the the world that they're guilty of this sin, um, something that nobody else had done uh, to come and show them that hey, these things are wrong. Um, and then that's kind of like the impetus for why maybe the world hates him because he came and he he exposed and he brought it into ah, the light. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of speaks to human nature of like, you know, if you do something wrong or, or have these things, these sin things that, you know, if that gets called out, it's not, not necessarily your, your first thing is to be like, oh, wow, this is great. Um, but maybe that, that's kind of a, a reason where that hate, hate comes from. So that was mm-hmm. something else that I, that I noticed in that part of it. But yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of the, the rabbit trail I was going to go down. Um, I don't know. I, this was interesting and, and I don't know if I have any answers about it. But as I was reading this, you know, Jesus talks about how if I had not come and shared my message, my miracles, then these people wouldn't be guilty of, uh, you know, the, the Pharisees wouldn't be guilty, wouldn't be guilty mm-hmm. because they didn't know any better. Um, but because Jesus has come, because he's called them out, like you said, then they are guilty. So that just makes me wonder, what does that mean for um, cultures or people groups that haven't heard of the message of Jesus yet, even in today's world is, you know, does that mean they get a free pass to heaven, you know, because they don't, they haven't had an opportunity to hear about Jesus. So I guess that's a theological thing. That's probably somebody has an answer for, right. but, yeah. um, but if Jesus isn't here to call people out, he doesn't hold them, at least in this passage, he's saying that they're not guilty, but that of course we do know. So yeah, we, right. we are, we right. need to be accountable, but I just, it was just curious. What does that, Im- what does that mean for people who haven't heard the message of Jesus yet? Yeah. Um, so, uh, any other thoughts, any challenges that you have for yourself or for our listeners? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, what, you know, we see here is to, or the challenge that I take from this passage is to, uh, see how I can continue bearing fruit and persevering through those hardships that we might, we might face. Um, and believing, you know, that that's something that we can do because we have the advocate with us. We have the Holy spirit, uh, who has been sent, um, since Jesus returned to the father. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I think, you know, goes off what we talked about yesterday of how does that, um, you know, how do we bear fruit? And that's through remaining in Jesus and, and, um, you know, making that choice, right? So, uh, making the choice to persevere through the hardships we might face, um, you know, whether that is direct persecution or if it's just, you know, different things that come with that, um, because, you know, in anything that we face, we do have the Holy Spirit with us yeah. and we have that, you know, uh, that's God what we have with yeah. us, which is, which is crazy. So, um, yeah, so, it, so it's something that, you know, we can, we can do that. But it's, it's again, making that choice to, to uh, persevere and to um, find the ways that we can, we can bear through, fruit through those hardships. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's, I think, a great way to wrap us up. So um, just we encourage you to remain in Jesus, understand that you will um, be persecuted. There will be troubles, but uh, remember, we have a God, a Holy Spirit, who's with us to comfort us and and, and uh, take us through those times. So, uh, have a good rest of your day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. 
Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.